Seth Jackson of Ocala, Florida, never made it to his 16th birthday. He was lured to a house of death in 2011 by his ex-girlfriend and viciously ambushed by a group of boys, with their instigator murdering him in a brutal fit of rage, all before burning his body on a fire. Jackson's killers and conspirators were all underage, but when arrested for the unspeakable crime, they quickly crumbled and turned on one another, receiving hefty prison sentences, and in the case of their ringleader, the death sentence. You're listening to The Ugly Truth, and this is the disturbing story of the murder of Seth Jackson. Seth Tyler Jackson was a regular teenager born on February 3, 1996, in Bellevue, Florida, growing up with his two older brothers in nearby Summerfield, Marion County. Jackson attended Bellevue High School and dreamed of becoming a UFC fighter. Jackson began dating 15-year-old Amber Wright for around three months, but Jackson suspected Wright of cheating on him with 18-year-old Michael Bargo, and they bitterly broke up in March 2011. Marijuana smoking and attempts to make each other jealous added to the toxic atmosphere, with Wright seeing Bargo shortly afterward. In true teenage fashion, Jackson and Wright took their recriminations to social media. Facebook became their tit-for-tat battleground. Michael Bargo, meanwhile, exuded intense hatred for Jackson, wrongly believing he had abused Wright. That April, Jackson's mother overheard Bargo confronting her son at their home, saying, quote, I have a bullet with your name on it, end quote. Bargo had a record of theft and seemed to have watched too many gangster rap videos, openly carrying a gun, but his teen posturing was soon to have tragic consequences. In early April, Bargo and his friend Kyle Hooper, who was 16, challenged Jackson and his friend to a fight at a mutual acquaintance Charlie Eli's home, a rural trailer in Summerfield. When he approached the home, though, Jackson and his friend heard a gunshot and left. Bargo, who kept a 22 caliber heritage revolver inside Eli's home, had shot at Jackson and his friend to quote-unquote scare them off a little bit. On April 17, 2011, Bargo told Hooper that he needed to kill Jackson. He roped in Hooper, who was angry that Jackson had allegedly threatened to burn his house down. Bargo plotted Jackson's demise with four other co-conspirators, Kyle Hooper, 16, Amber Wright, 15, Justin Soto, 20, and Charlie Eli, 18. Left to their own devices in this bucolic county of Central Florida, the teenagers casually planned the murder of 15-year-old Jackson. Bargo asked Amber Wright to lure Jackson to Eli's home that night, where they would ambush him and Bargo would shoot him. At the time, Eli's home temporarily lodged the group, with Wright often staying overnight. Following Bargo's plan, Wright exchanged text messages with Jackson that evening, telling him she wanted to quote-unquote work things out and asking him to meet her there. Tellingly, 
she asked that he keep their meeting a secret. Jackson initially sensed a trap, replying, quote, Amber, if you have me jumped, I will never give you the time of day, end quote. But Wright's assurances appeared to convince him. She said, quote, I could never do that to you. I just want to have me and you back, end quote. A female friend accompanying Jackson said, quote, I wouldn't fall for that, end quote. But Jackson was already walking toward the lion's den. As the three of them entered Eli's trailer, Jackson's antenna for danger had been tragically disarmed by Wright. Hooper lunged at Jackson, hitting him on the head with a wooden object as the girls scuttled off into a bedroom, and Bargo began firing with his 22 caliber, wounding Jackson. Although he was hurt, Seth Jackson managed to stumble outside, but Justin Soto tackled him in the front yard, beating him down as Bargo shot him again. Bargo, Soto, and Hopper then carried Jackson back into the house, putting him in the bathtub. Bargo continued hitting and cursing at Jackson, firing more bullets at him. Bargo finally killed Jackson by shooting him in the face. And this is verified in some court documents. And then Bargo and Soto threw the lifeless boy wrapped in a sleeping bag into a burning fire pit. When Bargo and Wright later went to bed, Hooper oversaw Jackson's backyard pyre until the early hours. If Jackson had the slightest glimmer of hope that a responsible adult could have intervened, he was sadly out of luck. Shockingly, James Havens, the 37-year-old ex-boyfriend of Amber Wright's mother, knew of the plot in advance, and on the morning of April 18th, Havens turned up with cinder blocks and cables in the back of his truck. Bleach was used to remove evidence as the remains from the fire pit were shoveled into three paint buckets and put in the back of Haven's truck. Bargo asked Havens to drive him to Soto, drive him and Soto to a remote water-filled rock quarry in Ocala, where the bucketed remains of Seth Jackson sunk into the depths. Hooper was the first to cave that very day, unburdening himself to his mother while he watched a news report of Jackson's disappearance. Soon, the rest of the murderous group were rounded up and charged. Wright, Hooper, and Eli all claimed surprise that Bargo wanted Jackson dead. But soon, homicide detectives gathered the real story. Placed in a holding cell together, the three spoke of the murder, with Hooper saying Jackson deserved to die. Bargo escaped town, asking Havens to drive him to Stark, Florida, to stay with an out-of-town girlfriend's family. Once there, Bargo proudly announced the murder he had just committed in graphic detail to four separate family members and the neighbor. He even regaled them with gory details, like the way he broke Jackson's knees so his body would fit into the sleeping bag. Bargo was arrested at the location the next day, and once in jail, told a further two witnesses of his crime. Search warrants in hand, investigators soon found the murder weapon and ammunition concealed at Eli's trailer, as well as burnt human remains in the fire pit. Finally, in the Ocala quarry, a five-gallon bucket with a plastic bag was found floating in the water, and a diving team found two more buckets weighed down with cinder blocks. Although juveniles at the time, 
prosecutors tried each of the participants in Jackson's murder separately as adults. Forensics later revealed DNA from Jackson's blood was mixed in with several defendants' DNA in blood splatters throughout the house. Forensic anthropologists and expert DNA al- and, and analysts, oh my goodness, I'm sorry guys, Forensic anthropologist and expert DNA analysts, meanwhile, confirmed burned tissue and bone remains from the fire pit and the quarry came from the same person. The remains were consistent with a biological and teenage male child of the Jacksons. In June 2012, all the defendants were sentenced to life in prison for Jackson's murder, except for Havens, who pleaded guilty to accessory after the fact in 2018. After nine years in prison, Charlie Eli was released in 2020 after pleading to a lesser charge. Michael Bargo was sentenced to death as the instigator of Jackson's murder, becoming Florida's youngest inmate on death row. And in 2021, the Supreme Court upheld his sentence. I know this is a bit of a shorter case, but this is one I wanted to cover because I just recently, so I've been into watching these basically interrogations on YouTube. They have some of the released footage and you can see how the people being interrogated react and you get to kind of break down the psychology of it. And I think it's super interesting. And this one actually came up while I was watching and I've never heard of this case before, but seeing those young kids, like this 15-year-old girl, Amber Wright, that dated Seth, seeing her sit in an interrogation room with these other people and just try and claim that she had nothing to do with it is absurd to me. And there's one clip from it where Charlie Eli, cause she was 18 obviously, and Justin Soto was 20. So it was her, Charlie, Justin, and Amber all in one holding room together. And Charlie asks, like, what's going to happen to us? And the detective totally shoots her straight. And she goes, you're going to prison for a very long time. And if I can find that clip from that footage, I'll put it in right here. An adult, correct? Juvenile and juvenile, correct? Am I right? Mm-hmm. You're t- you two are under 18 and you're 18. You're all going to be booked with first degree premeditated murder. You two will go to the juvenile assessment center. You, go, you will go to the Marion County Jail. Okay. okay? Uh-huh. Take a deep breath. You'll have no bond. You won't be getting out. How many years? Oh, I, honey, this is not... <clears throat> listen to me. Everybody just take a deep breath. Like, yeah. well, and we really did do anything. No, no, no. See, but you did. But you did. Yeah. Let's, let, first of all, let's get over that hump right now, okay? <laughs> that we really didn't do anything because everybody's complicit here. A person died. A person was murdered, okay? We all knew about it. We all planned it. We were all involved in getting it done. So yeah, anyways, I know this is a short episode, but I just wanted to get something put out for you guys this week. It has been a crazy hectic week, but I'm working on some super exciting stuff for you guys and we'll be releasing more episodes in the coming weeks. Um, Guys, if you are liking our podcast, please share it with people. We, We love having new listeners. Obviously, we love our reoccurring listeners. Those of you that listen every week, we super appreciate it. But we would love to add more of you to the Ugly Truth family. I know Alyssa and I super appreciate each and every one of you. We just reached 6,000 listeners, which is super awesome. And we reached 30 plus countries. So 
Those of you that have heard me speak in Ghana, shout out to you. <laughs> but anyways, guys, you know the drill. If you aren't already, you can follow us on Instagram at pod.theuglytruth. You can also send us an email at pod.theuglytruth at gmail.com. And yeah, you can find us on YouTube as well, The Ugly Truth Pod. And we would love to interact with you guys on all of those platforms. As always, our our podcast, I apologize, is on every platform that podcasts are heard. So if you're a Spotify person, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, whatever it may be, we are on there. So give us a listen. We want to make it as possible as we can for you guys to hear us. So thanks for listening and we will be back with you with another episode next week. (laughs) Bye-bye.